It's October 25th, 2021. This is Golf Today. Coming up on the program, we spend a world number one amount of time discussing Jin Young Ko, a fourth win in her last eight worldwide starts. Has Jin Young in control of all things when it comes to the end of season LPGA awards? Paige McKenzie will join as well to give her thoughts on what Jin Young Ko was able to accomplish. Plus, Hideki had himself a week. Oh, yes, he did. A win at the Zozo. After telling the golf world his game was headed into the event, a one out of ten. Plenty of Hideki chatter upcoming. All that plus a little college golf talk as we prep for the East Lake Cup. Golf today on a Monday starts right now. Golf today brought to you by PointsBet. Oh, it's golf today on a Monday. Shane Bacon, Damon Hack. D-Hack, noticing in that open, maybe yeah. a different Zozo trophy this year. Yeah, I'm used to seeing the full <laughs> circle. There was a little bit of a gap there. I think it's more of like an artistic flourish okay. maybe for okay. 2021. And I'm okay with that. And Langer's trophy looked kind of similar as well. Maybe it's, it's the month of the circle trophies. Yes. It's October. October is in itself a big O. But yeah. we saw some great golf over the weekend, yeah. and I want to start with Jen Young Cohen, what yeah. she was able to do. Just the milestones that we've seen this weekend. We kind of joke this can be a bit of a sleepy time in the golf year. Speaking of sleepy, you got to kind of stay up late to watch a lot of the golf, but we've been given some incredible storylines with Jin Young Ko, Hideki Matsuyama, Bernhard Langer. These are names that are in bold face type. It seems like on the PGA Tour in 2021, the rivalry has been Bryson and Brooks, mm. even if that doesn't mean that we've seen that rivalry come out on the golf course. And to see this on the LPGA Tour, to have a true rivalry in the sense that the two best golfers in the world yeah. are playing awesome golf in 2021, it's been refreshing. We've got this awesome chase at the end of the season for the LPGA Tour with Jin Young Ko playing incredible golf yeah. and Nelly now having to step up. I tell you what, I hung out with the quarters at Baltusrol a few weeks ago. I was teasing Nelly. I said, are you hearing Jin Young Ko's Footsteps, I guess the answer is yes. Those footsteps are loud and clear. Jin Young Klo, closing, closing like a champ. Closing out the year, right? And she did it last year as well. Let, let, let's go to the highlights because we've got to show how this was won. This okay. was quite incredible from Jin Young Ko, BMW Ladies Championship. And just get right to it. Jin Young got a putt at the eighth just to tie the lead. And wouldn't show you if it didn't go. Yeah, she was four back heading into the final round. And she shot 30 on her opening nine. And this is... This is a part of her game which is so fun to watch. The putting stroke is smooth. Not long off the tee by comparison. 74th in driving distance on the LPGA Tour, but she gets it done a different way in this modern era. Go to the 15th. Limb here, swinger, and that just catches the left side and drops. Nice read. Back to minus 22. Hey, you watch Jin Young Ko, and I remember watching this over the weekend, this highlight. This is a tough shot from the left rough, and you have to hit it the right way. Look at the control of the golf ball from that rough, leaving it below the hole, leaving herself a fantastic birdie chance. Oh, center cut. Pork chop gets back into a tie for the lead, and now into the playoff we go. One of the shots of the whole week. We'll dive into it a bit later in the nine. It's a hybrid, and you talk about dialing it up perfectly, D. I mean, what a talent. You know, you got to know your distances. You got to know your numbers. That's, that's perfection is what it is. Not every perfect golf shot has to go. I 100% agree with that. That was exactly the weight and the distance and everything. And once that putt misses, you knew this thing was over. That's just the player Jin Young has been 
over the last couple of months. We'll dive into how dominant she's been, but that approach shot in there tight. And this is the one thing in golf. Why are you pouring water on her? <laughs> it's champagne or nothing. Don't dump bottles of water on me. I just won. This is someone who's done just about everything in the game, but she had never competed in a playoff where Caddy Dave Brooker said, welcome. <laughs> and Jin Young Ko said that kind of relaxed her for this experience that she had never had before. 64 to close, 22 under par. And that, of course, another victory for Jin Young Ko, this time in a playoff, as D-Hack mentioned. Let's hear from Jin Young Ko. 생각했던 것보다 그렇게 긴장이 되진 않았던 것 같아요. 오늘 하루 라운드 하는데 있어서 그리고 어 제가 이제 18번 홀 다시 티박스로 가는 팀 그라운드로 가면서 데이브한테 이제 this is my first play of in ever in my life and then he said welcome. <웃음> 그래서 조금 더 긴장을 풀수 있었던 것 같아요. Gotta love that. Nerves, huh? Jin Young-ko sure doesn't seem like that. That's four wins in her last eight worldwide starts, if you include the Olympics. Four wins in her last seven LPGA starts. Your thoughts on what we're seeing from this player who I think maybe overlooked a little bit, underappreciated? Where, where would you go? Well, we focused most of the early parts of the season on the quarters because we should have. What Jess did early, what Nelly did early, that was the story of the LPGA season. But yeah. you got to remind yourself that the season is a full, full year, right? And for Jin Young, maybe the game wasn't there early parts of this year. But what she's done lately, it's a reminder that she is currently the best golfer in the world. Yeah. She's the best golfer, male or female, in professional golf because what she's doing has reminded me a lot of what Dustin Johnson did late in 2020, if you remember. Dustin Johnson picked up a whole bunch of victories and was the most consistent professional golfer in play. He had four wins over the course of eight events when you dip into the early parts of 2021 and you won on the European Tour. That dominant run from Dustin Johnson, it kind of kept everybody interested in late parts of the golf mm. season when there's other sports that occasionally will take the headlines away from golf. That's what Jin Young's doing right now is she's taking headlines away from other sports because it is a dominant, dominant thing. And when we see dominance in this sport, it's not it. We don't see it as much as we used to see it mm. because it's so deep, both the LPGA Tour and the PGA Tour. When you dominate right now, when you can win this consistent, it reminds people that it's out there. Yeah. And it reminds people that it's available. And it also reminds people how great Jin Young-ko is. Very similar to last year. The story for much of the year was Say Young Kim. And there goes Jin Young-ko to finish winning uh, the CME Group Tour Championship in Naples. We're seeing a similar energy from her this year. And this is a player, Jin Young-ko, Shane, who during the summer didn't like how she performed in the Olympics where she finished tied for ninth and said, you know what I did? I skipped the Open and I went back to work from 8 a.m. to dinner time. She said it was practice, gym, practice, gym, every day. So much of the story of Jin Young-ko, so much of the story of South Korean golf, we'll get to that a little bit later, is hard work, digging it out of the dirt, and finding a way to produce. And Jin Young-ko doing it better than anybody in the game. The hiatus seems to be part of 2021, isn't it? Mm. A kind of a stepping away from tournament golf and focusing either on the mental side of things, who you are as a person, but also where your golf game is. Yeah. And I think so many times... You see professional golfers just follow the schedule that was laid out in front of them. Right. Sometimes you can change it up. Sometimes you can go, you know what, I'm not going to play for a couple of weeks. I've got some things I really, truly need to work on. We've heard a lot of male golfers talk about this right late in the season. You've heard it from Rory McIlroy, even John Rahm, saying I'm not touching a golf club yeah. for a while. But that mental break, even if it is to go home and work mm. at the gym, to work on the driving range, you're not going through the tournament weeks, uh, you know, the interviews and the press conferences and the practice rounds. That's exhausting, mm. kind of the outside four and a half hours you spend on the golf course to spend time focused solely on what you want to do on yeah. the golf course is very very important and while I know it was a lot of work to get back to this place she's in 
It had to be a mental break. It had to have been so good mentally to just go, this is what I'm doing today. I'm going to work out. I'm going to hit range balls. Let's find the magic that I've had before. She also admitted to feeling guilty. She had an ailing grandmother during the year and said she was kind of torn between traveling and playing golf and, and being the eldest granddaughter who she is and looking out uh, for her granddaughter. She was able to spend time with her grandmother uh, after the Singapore tournament. But so much of this year has been focused on Nelly Korda, including in the race for player of the year. You have to say it would have been a given that Nelly Korda would win the player of the year. It's a point system on the LPGA Tour. You see Jin Young Ko now has a 15-point lead with two tournaments left to play. You see the UCLA Bruin, Patty Tavitanikit at third. Got to give her a shout-out for a wonderful year. But Nelly Korda has to find a way to close out this year. 30 points for a win, 12 points for second place with two tournaments in Florida left. And Nelly has talked about how much she embraces golf in her native state. Your thoughts and how this year could unfold these final two. It's it's Jin Ko's award, in my opinion. Okay. Look who's playing the best golf. I mean, yeah. what's going to happen? Is she going to lose the short game on a flight over? I just don't see it. I just yeah. feel like right now you're riding the hot hand. And you win four times in eight starts. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're on another level. Yeah. And we have not seen that golf from Nelly Korda. And to be frank, I'm not surprised we haven't seen that type of golf. Mm. She's had the year oh. she'll remember for the rest of her life. We're going to talk about Hideki yeah. in a bit. 2021 will always be the season mm. of Hideki winning at Augusta National. And that moment being so much bigger than any of us will ever grasp. Yeah. For Nelly Korda to pick up a major championship, to pick up a gold medal, I, do, I, I would take a step away as well. I'm sure, not out there sure. grinding She's after having that year. She's right to be tired, but there are two more golf tournaments left on the LPGA Tour for more return. To our own Paige McKenzie. Paige, it's always great to spend time with you to talk about the LPGA. Your thoughts on Jin Young Ko? And I asked Shane the same question. Is she a bit overlooked, even as the best player now in the world? I mean, I don't think so. Uh, but maybe underappreciated would be would be a word that it would use to describe Jin Young Ko. Uh, you mentioned it, Damon. When I think of Jin Young Ko, I think of what happened last year in 2020. She didn't sit, play most of the season. Say Young Kim took all the headlines. She was playing extraordinary golf. And come, in comes Jin Young Ko with four events left, has a runner-up at the U.S. Open, wins the Tour Championship, and reasserts herself as the headliner, as she should be. And then again, Nelly Korda takes the headlines this year. And Jin Young Ko, the week after she loses the number one in the world ranking to Nelly Korda, the very next start, Jin Young Ko wins. And that was the first of those four that she has won in that seven-start stretch. So I, I'm looking at her, and you're seeing the resilience. You're seeing the fire, the determination of this incredible athlete to go out and win golf tournaments, not just contend, but go out and close the door. Paige, what does it tell you about her ability to go on these types of runs? Because to win a golf tournament, you've got to play great. But to go on one of these types of runs, you've got to be a great player. Yeah, it's extraordinary. When you look back to even uh, a couple of years, I think it was 2019, she went on that 114 hole without a bogey consecutive streak. And then within this stretch that she's on right now, you had 14 rounds consecutively in the 60s. To me, it just speaks to the level of uh, consistency she has in her game. Not only when she's playing great, she has these moments of brilliance. If she can have moments of brilliance, over a long stretch of time. And that's next level. That's that's historic kind of stuff. That's where she's writing her name in the history book. Well, Paige, we don't just want production from the best players in the world. We want to know what they're like off the golf course. You know, we want to get inside these people. How would you describe her personality? I'm glad you brought up some of the stuff that she said in her press conferences, whether it's talking about her family and her grandmother and the, the feeling of responsibility that she has. But 
one of the things that you'll get to know of Jin Young Ko, the more we cover her and the more we hear from her, is that she is a gentle spirit. She has this incredible generosity of spirit uh, when she talks about family or friends. And to me, it reminds me a bit of Lorena Ochoa. When Lorena Ochoa was number one in the world, it was one of the kindest, gentlest spirits in the most competitive person I've ever seen. Somebody that could be number one in the world and could be such a, a killer inside the ropes, but also be such a generous person outside the ropes. And Jin Young-ko embodies a lot of the same characteristics of Lorena. Interestingly, her caddy, Dave Brooker, was also the caddy for Lorena at the height of her dominance as well. It all works together. Great perspective, as always, from Paige McKenzie. We'll see her at the East Lake Cup. Do we have a rivalry, Shane Bacon? Is this what we have now? Because people are saying maybe we do have a rivalry between one and two. I kind of think I need to see a little bit more in terms of the dual head-to-head. Head head. Yeah, I mean, and again, that's the problem with our sport, right? That's the one thing that we miss in this sport is that yeah. it's so hard to get head-to-head -head rivalries. Yeah. I and mean, we wished for it for so, so long between Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. Yes. And now you... Hope to see young, young players. Let's see Lydia Ko go up against Nelly Korda. Having a rivalry means both players have to play well. Yeah. And that's so hard to get everybody on the same page at the marquee, at the key yeah. events. We have a couple of events left. We've talked about it. Maybe we'll get it there. But that's what we want. I yes. mean, and that's what golf needs right now is having these true rivalries, these on-the-course rivalries. These aren't rivalries that are made for made-to-TV events. These are rivalries because these are the two best golfers in the world yeah. right now, and that's who we want to see go out playing their best golf. 22 under par? Yeah. I mean, you go out there and see Nelly Korda shoot 22 under par, and you get these two players in a playoff. Who's not watching that? Is it too much to ask for a duel in the sun? <laughs> On the LPGA, is it too much to ask for Annika and Kari Webb? I right. mean, I want to see these players in the biggest moments going head-to-head. -head. And I think we're heading that there. Naples is a fantastic place for maybe it all to come together for these two great players. Hopefully, Nelly is recharged. We know that Jin Young-Ko is hot. But I want to see them do... You, you know, we throw that rivalry term around quite a bit, you know. You, you have to kind of earn that phrase, that tag, in my opinion. Be interested to see. We'd yeah. love to see a matchup in a final round over the next couple of events on the LPGA Tour. But when golf today returns, we're talking about Hideki oh. and what he did in his home country. It was solid golf, ending with a double circle. Double circled in the tournament. That helps the situation. Golf today. Brought to you by PointsBet. This season, don't just bet, live your bet life. And the Symmetra Tour, road to the LPGA. And the RTX Zipcore Wedge from Cleveland Golf, it's what's inside. And by Skechers. Be comfortable with Skechers Go Golf Pivot Footwear worn by Brooke Henderson. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back on golf today. That is a unique way to watch Hideki Matsuyama pick up another victory. You bring the stool with you. Bring with you. You know, that's why we have TPC Sawgrass Stadium, of course, because Dean Beeman couldn't see back in the day at a tournament in Phoenix. So he had those mounds. He needed a little more mounds in Chiba, Japan. <laughs> I like it. It's creative. <laughs> that about the pink one? That bring your, pretty cool. Bring your daughter's stool to the golf course. Here's the deck. You take you through some of the highlights from the final round. Prepare yourself for some amazing touch from one of the best in the world. 
didn't quite bring home that medal in the summertime in his native Japan, but he gets another crack at a big tournament at home. Let's watch this putt. Okay, it's dead sent right in the very middle. Would that thing break? Oh. Like John Rahm at Torrey. Like the walk, too. The only walk. This is a man about serious business. The pause is kind of, you know, I wouldn't say it's gone, but it's definitely not as pronounced. It's a more muted. It's a more, it's a more, muted. more muted pause. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Whatever he does with it, it tends to work. That wonderful at 13. So you can roll this in. You know, we kind of tease him through the years about his idiosyncrasies, body language after trial. He's a player with high standards. I mean, hey, he's, dare we call him a perfectionist? He's a perfectionist. Okay. But yeah, I mean, listen, you're what, top 20 best person in your craft in the world. Probably yeah. a bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> especially in this endeavor of golf, I mean, this individual game, it's all about you, and that's okay. Oh, look at this one. Oh. I said it last week, D, and I'll say it again. I'm not giving him enough credit for being one of the great fairway woods players in golf. He almost cashed it to walk off with an albatross. I just love the, dare I call it swagger after he hit that shot, staring it up and down. I mean, that's the, that's when you have the feels, you know, in, in your bones that warms the cockles of your heart when you hit a shot like that. So let's see if I can finish it off with an eagle. Okay, sure. Three to walk off, big victory for Hideki at the Zozo. Well, anything anybody else was going to do this week, that was Hideki's from the start to the finish. Some career notes on the young man. Seven career PGA Tour wins, of course, including that 2021 Masters. 16 total official worldwide wins just outside podium at Tokyo. Four-time International President's Cup member, two-time Asia-Pacific amateur champion, and was low amateur in 2011. You see those images next to each other, 2011 now. 2021, a younger Hideki and now a more veteran Hideki, but still the same player internally. And Hideki has continued to show us the moment we kind of stop talking about him mm. and the moment we kind of forget Hideki is one of the world's greats. He goes out and wins, and he yeah. wins in, in really, really amazing fashion. Runner-up to Tiger Woods at this tournament a couple years ago, and now he wins in his native Japan. And if Hideki had put his clubs away after winning a green jacket in April, you would have said, okay, if he had, did nothing, if he missed a few cuts, didn't want to show up, want to take some time to be with his family, to be back home, you could understand that. But to find that finishing kick to his 2021 in the way that he did in a place where you would think that the pressure would be a bit of uh, something in the equation for him to perform that way, a five-shot win, to close with an eagle, to remind us all of the greatness of this player. Uh, gimme, gimme more. Damon, this is a guy that, to start the week, was talking about his golf game. Yes. I mean, he was talking about where his golf game is right now. This is before the week started. You mentioned five-shot victory. He said, if my game scored 10 out of 10 at the Masters, now it scores less than a one. He was giving himself a one out of 10 mm. in terms of, a performance headed into this event, and he wins by five. Hideki's just a guy, in my opinion, that loves to downplay how great he is. Yeah. I and mean, we've seen it over the years with the reactions, and it's become a social media joke, and you see it all over the place, is let's look at the reactions from Hideki with the golf swing, and then you actually see yeah. what happens with the golf shot. I mean, this is a guy that one arm swings all over the place, and it turns away in disgust, and the ball's 10 feet. He doesn't love letting the world know how amazing he is at this sport. And this is a guy already with a major championship. And I'd say he's a guy that you would probably put in the list of 
going to have more, yeah. at least another one, if not a couple of more, as you look at what Hideki has done in the major championships. You know, this is just a guy that understands he's the most talked about, if not the most talked about, active golfer in the world, yes. Hideki Matsuyama is. Yeah. And he somehow kind of keeps everybody at arm's length. And you yeah. see it from not only the, the, the lead-in, the way he's talking about his golf game, but some of the reactions on the golf course. We're going to speak to Rex Kuramoto in just a little bit, uh, the uh, former player on the Japan Tour, who's going to talk about what it's like for Hideki Matsuyama to be Hideki in a golf-crazed nation like Japan, having won a major championship. What is different now? Before he won that major championship, he would be stopped after every single round, whether it was 65 or 85, to, to meet the print media in Japan and then the television cameras and then the radio guys. I mean, this is as close to Tiger Woods' attention outside of Tiger of anyone in the game today. Dustin Johnson doesn't face it. Jordan Spieth doesn't face it. John Rahm doesn't face it. Is this a unique athlete who has dealt in 2021 with the kind of pressure we can't imagine with the home Olympics, with winning your first major championship, and now you go back to Japan and win, and the pressure of trying to win a second major now. There are a lot of great players, historic players, World Golf Hall of Famers with one major championship. Will Hideki be able to separate himself and go into a different category having gone through what he already did from an emotional standpoint this year? I mean, I, I think that he's, he's there and he's set himself up for it. But, I mean, we were celebrating Nellie Corda in yeah. the first parts of this show and what she did early parts of 2021. It would be very easy for Hideki to just go away. Sure. It would have been very, very easy for Hideki to just take the rest of the year off. He gets himself in contention through 36 holes in the very next major championship, if you remember. And we were kind of going, wow, is this just going to be the new age Hideki? Played well in two majors after the win at the Masters. But you talk about as good a cherry on top moment that I can remember for a professional golfer to end the season. You do it in Japan. Yeah. You do it at Zozo. Yeah. You do it after you won the Masters. After the Olympic Games were in Tokyo. I mean, what a year for Hideki. There will not be a season. It will be impossible, no matter what he does the rest of his life, to ever reach what he's reached in 2021, because he's the first that did it. Yeah. He was the first male to do it, and it'll be what we remember from Hideki for the rest of our lives. This will be the moment. This will be the year we remember when we talk about Hideki Matsuyama when he's 50, when he's 60, when he's 80. The first time I covered athletes from Japan on a regular basis was 2004 at the Olympics uh, in Athens, Greece. And I'll never forget talking to some Japanese athletes that didn't win gold medal. And the word that they used was shame. The shame that they felt for winning silver or bronze or coming up short. I think it's a unique pressure that we don't fully understand in the United States where there are so many different sports. And you can watch your college football or turn on some golf, and then you can switch to baseball, and then you can watch the NFL or the NBA. For a golfer in Japan, for an Olympic athlete in Japan, for a baseball player in Japan, the pressure is different, it is unique, and the fact that Hideki Matsuyama overcame all of that to put on a green jacket and then to win in his native Japan speaks a lot to the internal strength, the integrity, and the toughness of this man. Does it kind of remind you when you see the images of Hideki in Japan, you know, kind of signing autographs and the attention, the stools you get from these mm. fans? It kind of kind of reminds me of 92 in the Dream Team. Mm. Because that's the few times we've actually seen American athletes get that level of attention, yeah. right? You're going to, to another country. Everyone there wants to see you. I mean, it's just you. Yeah. You're the only person they want to see in person. You're the, you're the people. There are the thousands of people outside of the hotel room. I mean, that's Hideki's life. Yeah when he's in Japan. And it's interesting. When he came out and turned pro, you had, you had Ryo Ishikawa, the bashful prince, who was the more commercially successful player from Japan. And Hideki was known as the quieter one, the harder worker, 
And the popularity of Ryu Ishikawa was an untouchable at a time, but Hideki clearly has replaced him uh, in that hierarchy as the most popular player in Japan. He does it a different way, not as maybe, you know, handsome in terms of the Japanese ethic of, uh, you know, the head covers that, that Ryu had <laughs> and the look and the, and the fashion and the bright colors that Ryu would wear. For Hideki Matsuyama, he is a serious athlete in serious business, and it's been amazing to watch him succeed. Yeah, the, the golf clubs sing. The I golf mean, his, clubs his sing. His golf clubs sing like Adele's new album, and mm. I mean, it's really, really incredible Hello to watch Hideki. Side. I'm mm. into it. And, and, you know, you look at total PGA Tour wins for players from Japan. You mentioned it. I mean, now seven and a major. It's the most decorated that we've had. He's 29 years old from Japan and already the best player in the history of his country. So we're talking about Hideki being impressive this week. It's not. It's time now for pros playing like us, Steve. Who we got Professional here? Professional golfers playing like us. You see this from Colin Morikawa. You know, Colin Morikawa is the best iron player oh, on the planet. Since Tiger. He's the, yeah, currently yeah. the best iron player yep. that picks up golf clubs. Yeah, yeah. And this is what happened. I did something in my career I haven't done yet. I shanked a golf shot. Is this a misprint here? Is this like a joke? Are we being punked right now? I mean, look. I mentioned how great an iron player he is. I mean, 1920, he's second, strokes gain approach. 2021, he's first. And already in the new season, he's fourth. Yes. I mean, this is, this is you know, what I was told. And when I do hit a shank on that rare occasion, a shank is, is the miss of the great player. <laughs> right? And that's what I was told. I someone, someone threw that out a long time ago, and it circulated around. I like that. I, I love the when line. I hit a shank, you know, I don't stay in my spine angle, maybe, and then your body gets a little closer, to the, you know, and you hit that hosel shot. But I still think that the shank is the, the miss of the of the fine player. Don't see Steph Curry airball threes much. Don't see him calling Morikawa shank irons much. But it does happen occasionally as we take a look at the updated Comcast Business Tour Top 10. Mm. Don't shank a lot if you want to be on this list. Yeah. We've talked a lot about the, the fall and players trying to set the table for success for the long haul, for this long season. You know, we'll look in the summertime and see, you know, where, you know, Sam Burns, Baby Burns is, Sanjay, Hideki, Max, Rory, these players with such great success in the fall and able to kind of secure their spot for Atlanta. And you look at Cameron Tringali or mm. Brennan Steele, who now, you know, had a great week and now find themselves in the top 10, setting the plate, if you will, for 2022. Yeah, we've talked about milestones. Well, history is made on PGA Tour champions yesterday as Bernhard Langer found the winner's circle at the age of 64. Will he own the all-time wins record someday? Is Hale Irwin on notice? We discuss next. Time for our Locks of the Week. I'm calling it the Damon Hack Locks of the Week because Damon Hack has started just red hot. So, D-Hack, I got to start with you. You're 2-0 yeah. on Locks of the Week yep. in this short season. Where are we at to go 3-0? I'll tell you, Martin Laird has been good to me. Kamurakawa has been good to me. And now Ricky Fowler will be good to me. And perhaps you. How about a top 10? Plus 225 for a player coming off a tie for third finish uh, at the CJ Cup. Playing fantastic golf. Led the field in strokes gain off the tee. I mean, he looks like the Ricky Fowler to me of old. And I believe that the confidence will carry over to Japan. Much like Jordan Spieth last year, we saw him play well in clusters, kind of getting his groove back. I see Ricky Fowler in the same vein. I'm going oh. Tommy Fleetwood. Oh. I'm going Tommy Fleetwood. As low player from England at minus 189. He's played really solid golf as of late. His last four events outside of the Ryder Cup, T2nd, T12th, T7th, 
T38 for Tommy Fleetwood. Wow. He seems to be kind of finding a groove as well. You mentioned Ricky Fowler finding a groove, and it's going up against Matt Wallace, who's really struggled as of late. He has mm. three missed cuts and a WD in his last five starts. So it's just two players. That's Look, all you got. It's almost a coin flip. It's a coin flip. We did a lot of talking there. Time now for the lock of the week. Look back mm. to see how we did. Low Englishman Shane Bacon. Let's see how Tommy Fleetwood's rolling the rock. Listen, Tommy Fleetwood, or Tom as some are calling him these days, was on his way to winning this bet for me. You had it. He was he was cruising to a dub. He had one hand on the on the, I mean not on the trophy, but at least on see, the money. Look, look what he's doing right there. Making these birdies. He made bogey on 15, made a double bogey on mm. 16. All the while, Matt Wallace. Just throwing him in there tight. Great start for Wallace. Shot 65 in the opening round and then just kind of rode that on a tough golf course into a tee for fourth finish. He didn't play great on the way in either. You see shot 38, didn't make a birdie, but 70 was good enough to beat Mr. Fleetwood by a single shot. Oh, it's like losing like the hook on a oh. football fans. You got minus six and minus five, so Fleetwood oh. is not the low Crushed Englishman. me on 15-16. Just crushed my soul. What are you like? Are you one and two now? In one the and two. With just a broken, got a broken soul. <laughs> There's parts of me that are broken. How are you feeling? I mean, we were going to change the name of this segment to we the Damon we Hack. We close. We the had week. the signage ready. I was, I was texting Croucher. Oh, man. I was, had a gold chain ready to break I was out. Tell Croucher you might have to start doing a daily golf show with me. And uh, now, you're, now you're two and one. You, you, yeah. you ride Ricky. Yeah. Ricky didn't play great this weekend. How are we feeling? You still you still confident? Yeah, I mean, I'm still confident. I still think I'm dispensing good information for the most part. I had Ricky Fowler uh, to top 10. I, I had him at plus 225, and I was staying up late, you know, like probably uh, against the, my own health to kind of find out how he was playing. And, and Ricky, Ricky was making some big numbers. I mean, this is... From the bunker here, he's zipping it back. You, know, you don't want to be on the wrong level here. And look at this ball going the wrong way. I mean, we—I don't. You didn't message Ricky that you had that you, he was your lock of the week this week, did you? I, I did not. Okay. I did not. I should have delivered a message through George Savarikas, who's you know they sat next yeah, to each other yeah, during the broadcast. Yeah. Let him know. Savarikas is a guy that'll dabble in points bet here and yeah. there. But yeah, it was not a great week from Ricky. Yeah. And it was—I I said a little bit of this last week. I said let's just yeah, make sure. Did. We're understanding yeah. that this is, in fact, a bit of a process. Yeah. And while we did see Ricky Fowler get himself in contention and have a chance at winning yes. a PGA Tour event, it might take a few weeks of good and bad golf. Yeah. And I still go back to the big numbers, D. It's eliminated those big numbers. And to yeah. me, when you get rid of those is when the consistency will, in fact, yeah. follow. Jordan Spieth was making big numbers oh, for sure. all over the place yeah. for two years. And then he kind of eliminated the big number when the golf swing got to a place where he felt like yeah. he could really control where he was going with it. I think Ricky will, in fact, get there eventually. Tough conditions at times. They broke the umbrellas out. The golf in the dome that they had in Vegas was not seen in Japan, and that's okay. But I thought that Ricky was at the end of the process, and I still think he's closer to the end than the beginning. I think this is a player who has put in the work, put in the time, trying to get the putter to cooperate. His ball striking numbers are creeping back up to where he wants them to be avoiding the big number too many sevens i was like doing the whole refresh on my phone to see where he was it's like seeing the sevens on a par four and a seven on a par five uh, it's not going to get it done when i'm throwing out lock of the week sevens work great in vegas not Fantastic. so much at the zozo yeah, doesn't yeah. work as well Save there at the zozo the when, when did you know the bet was uh was in fact dead that first seven bugged me it, it really early on because he had a couple of circles early I tend to get a little overexcited, as you know, and especially the first round. I mean, the first hole, it's a clean par. Then he makes an early birdie. That's seven on a par four 
tough to overcome. I knew it was going to be a bit of a struggle after that early triple bogey. Still feeling confident about the locks of the week? I mean, you still feel like this week you've already got something potentially circled that yeah. you're going to give out later in the week? I hope so. I think as this segment develops, maybe we'll have like a flashing like number that like says that. like D-hack two and one. This show needs like. more flashing. We need flashing needs numbers. more flashing lights. And bells and whistles. Our buddies at Points Bet, they'll come up with something. We'll put our heads together with our producers. We'll come up with something jazzy and snazzy for the people. Three and one, that's that's playoff consideration. I mean, all you got to do is win this week. You're right back into it. I'm the one with the losing record. I'm the one that needs to dig himself we'll, out we'll of We'll talk. Hole. I'll help you out. Help me out, please. Golf Central Update, brought to you by Callaway Golf. European Tour highlights Jeff Winter, the par 4 18 bogey putt to win. He made his first win on the tour for a 33-year-old. Great victory. Open with 62, shot 62 on Saturday. That, uh, that'll play, typically. You shoot two rounds of 62. First win on the European Tour. The style for the morning. I hear it was quite eventful. There's something about a toilet. Do you want to talk us through that? Yeah, after breakfast, um, I went to have a shower and my wife came in to have a, a trip to the toilet as well, and the door closed. And there's no lock, and we locked ourselves in. So there's no lock on the door, but the handle didn't work. So our little girl, Nora, six, six years old, had to go find some guys in the reception and then break down the door. We were in there for 40, 45 minutes, I think, and thought, geez, not today, not Sunday. You're leading the freaking event, and then you might not get there to your tea time. Oh, what a morning that was. Did it settle the nerves a little bit, or did it make you more nervous? I think it probably settled the nerves, because I thought, geez, I might miss my tea time, and. I might not get out and see my kids. What, what's going on? My kids, they're like in the living room. We've got no chance. Uh, six and two years old, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, D, I've got a two-and-a-half-year-old son. Yes. And so you're telling me that I'm, what, three years away from him being able to alert someone if I'm locked in a room? Because yes. I'm not seeing that from Henry to this point. Yeah, I got triplet boys. They're 10. I'm not sure they can do it. This is a girl-specific. Girls are smarter than boys. I can't wait to hear about Nora's 7-year-old birthday party. She should have, like, a, a pony. Absolutely. You know, a huge cake. If she wants to have what they call the water, you know, the, 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 the bounce house, the water slide, she should have it all. Uh, I was thinking about getting locked in a hotel room bathroom, and that's a great place to get locked into. You know why? Endless hot water. Just take a 45-minute yeah. shower. Yeah. Really loosen up the body before that final round, right? If you're at home, you're not trying to waste 45 minutes. That's a great water. point. But at a hotel, you know, Doesn't it's, it's this included. feel like a very European tour kind of specific story? Just, I love that tour. It's very homey. It's kind of like it's not necessarily the, the Rich Carlton lifestyle of the, the top 20 of the PGA Tour. I love this tour. I think they need to make Nora a smaller version of the trophy. That's what oh, I would do. Yeah, Let's get a smaller version of the yes. trophy and present it to Nora and say, you were a part of this. Oh, you were 100%. literally a part of Dad winning yes. this event. Because they might still be in the hotel. If it was Henry at two and a half, oh. they'd still be in the hotel room right now. They'd still be thinking about the hot water. Can we get hot water for two days? Does Henry still have the pacifier? No more pacifier no, no, for Henry. I don't remember out. that era. He was, a, he was a thumb guy. He's thumb been a guy. thumb guy most of his life. <laughs> Mostly thumb, no pacifier. I was a pacifier kid. Say, listen, I you can go either pacifier. way. Pacifier. We need to find out Nora pacifier or not, and I'll understand that for the Some next Some days I'd still like to have the pacifier. I agree. Certain days. I agree with that. <laughs> uh, you, you saw something you liked this week. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, last week, you know, you Brett White. the Brett White story is just unbelievable. We had him on. He's getting this corn fairy tour conditional status. Then out to, to be on the bag for his sister Sarah this past week. She's trying to punch her ticket to you know, the LPGA life. 
Matthew, school chasing her own dream. So, so how'd they do as a duo? They d did well, dude. Okay, okay. They did well. You know, this this reminds me of the Summer Haze. Preston Summer Haze oh. winning the U.S. Junior and then literally flying to Wisconsin to caddy for Grace that next week in oh. the girls Junior. Got the card. Got it. Got got through. That's Love all it. you got to do. How about some good video? Just because this reaction, this was posted on Hannah Gregg's social media, like the early wow. walk, the finger to the what sky. A... I mean, right? I saw this last night at like 11:30. I'm like, I gotta send this into Arthur Volpe, our look producer. At the, look at the punch. Ugh. You know, they got that punching game the at, punching at, at game. restaurants and bars. That would have been in the 900s, I think. In the early call, you know, this is how crazy I am with the finger raised to the air. It reminds me <laughs> of a vintage Larry Bird 1988. Chicago Stadium, the three-point contest, that last red, white, and blue ball was in the air, and before it even swished through the net, Larry raised his finger to the sky. That was the All-Star Weekend more known for MJ versus Dominique in the slam dunk contest, but I remember that three-point contest with Larry Legend. Larry, Reggie, Ray, Steph. Oh. I guess you throw Clay in there. I'm a huge Clay guy. Yeah. Those really are the players I'd say probably know what's going in when it leaves yeah. their hand the most. Mm. Those are the players that you feel the most confident. When they turn around, when yeah. they look back at the, at, at the fans or whoever's standing behind them, they know, and they know it's not missing. It's mm. not rimming in and out. I'm glad you included that great UCLA Bruin, Reggie Miller. Fantastic from distance. Now, still to come, you fall golf. It's in the air. We got orange leaves like all over it's the place. It's amazing right here. In the Northeast, right beautiful. It's also amazing in Georgia as well, leading you right into College Central, getting you set for the East Lake Cup from Atlanta. Our college golf guru, Brentley Romine, joins for more on the names to watch this week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back on golf today, you got exactly 30 minutes left for Damon and I. We'll get to college central to East Lake Cup. Interesting fact, a lot of people don't know this. East Lake Cup's played at East Lake Golf Club. <laughs> I thought that was very interesting. Exciting, exciting event with some big names involved as well. Get to Atlanta here in just a bit. Golf Today, brought to you by PointsBet. This is golf today on a Monday. Damon Hack, Shane Bacon, we're talking golf. We're talking a little Eastlake. I've played Eastlake Golf Club, by the way. You should know. You know, Rory's done great things there. The Eastlake Cup, fantastic. These teams about to go head-to-head. -head. I think it is an underrated gem. I think it is a fantastic golf course. The history, you got Bobby Jones pictures all around. I think the golf course itself is a fantastic Fun test. I, I highly recommend if you have the means, if you know someone. It's a nice finish as well. Yeah. Flipping kind they of the finish it. there yeah. at the golf course. You think about Jim Furyk with the hat turned back. Yeah. He's playing the par three, and then you go to the par five finish. And we've seen some great numbers mm. to finish there, and then we've seen some players struggle as well. I feel like it's one of those golf courses, though, I like to see the college players take on. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're just – the distance of these 20 and 21-year-old players yeah. is just – 
out of this world. You can't believe how far it flies. Mm. Not necessarily how far it goes, but just how far it flies in the air. One of my favorite parts about Golf Channel's relationship with the college game is seeing these young players kind of in their incubation stage, you know, before they become, you know, LPGA pros and PGA Tour pros and major champs and chasing, you know, CME Globes and FedEx Cups. I love seeing them at this point in their career. Maybe we interview them now and maybe five years from now when they're big time, they still might join us. And you're saying five years, D. Yeah. And that number is shrinking Ooh. by the minute, really, when you think about it. I'm I mean, dating these, myself saying five the, years. You know, but, like I mean, two that's, years. That's right. what it was. I yeah. mean, you think years ago, the average age of major champions on the PGA Tour was 33 yeah. years old. That mm. is quickly changing. And you think about doing this show a couple years ago, yeah. we'd have been talking about Colin Morikawa. Yeah. You know, and that's what would have been the, the topic of conversation. And now Colin Morikawa has won a couple major championships. Yeah. Players, you watch this college golf now. And again, you said it, the relationship between Golf Channel mm. and college golf. But watching the men and women, in college now. I mean, mm. you will see them on a professional stage very, very soon. You could see champions next year playing in East Lake Cup this year. Can't talk college golf without bringing in our own Brentley Romine. Brentley, it's great to see you. you, are you you're at East Lake Cup right now. Where are you? That is a fantastic room, first of all. Where are you, pal? Thanks, guys, for having me on. I am in the captain's room on the first floor of the Whoa, clubhouse. Whoa, the captain's room. Oh, captain, my captain. Of That's course exactly. he is. I, of course he yeah. is. That's right. I like all it. right. All right, let's get down to business. How about a team you're watching on the men's side? A lot of talent in Atlanta, Georgia this week. Yeah, I like Pepperdine. Not only are they the defending NCAA champs, but they're also the reigning Eastlake Cup champions. And they're playing a competitive golf round for the fourth straight day. On Sunday, they wrapped up play at the 54-hole U.S. Collegiate in the Atlanta area at the Golf Club of Georgia. Shot 42 under, beat Texas A&M by four. Joe Highsmith, he went super low, uh, 19 under, open in 63. He's going to make a big jump in those PGA Tour U rankings. William Mao, a tie for sixth. That was his best finish since early 2020 when, the, when he won the Armour Aury in Hawaii. Now, I was talking to the, the guys this morning. Uh, their energy level is pretty good, and Coach Michael Beer did remind me that the last time they played six straight competitive rounds, Turned out pretty well. They won the NCAA championship at Greyhawk. The only member of the team who might be a little tired, though, is assistant Blaine Woodruff. He's a huge Braves fan, and he's <laughs> still coming down from that emotional high that was Saturday's NLCS win over the Dodgers. Mm. I told him he needs to break out the jock pearls this week for a little good luck. I mean, Friendly, you're coming from this nice room, and we always like to have you on the show, and you got to do that to Damon Hack right away, eh? I mean, he's I'm just shaking sorry. his head. You should see how he's just despondent at this point. But I, I got to ask, there are a bunch of women stars missing this week, we noticed, as we get set for the East Lake Cup. What's the reason we're seeing so many of the big names not in the field? Mm -hmm. This has become a real unfortunate trend in the women's college game, and that's players leaving school midseason after getting through Q Series. You know, a couple years ago, the rules were altered a bit uh, that allowed college players to defer their status that they earned at Q Series. It also exempted some of the top college players into stage two. All that really did was make things more attractive and easier to earn that status. And what it's also done at the same time is it's decimated these top women's programs. You look at Stanford a couple years ago, Alabama before that. This year, seven players moved on Sunday to Q Series. That includes a couple of players who should have been playing this week at Eastlake. Dukes Gina Kim and the host sisters, Vivian and Yusang from Arizona. Um, you know, these teams are going to look a lot different when we see them next this spring. Duke loses their unquestioned leader 
Arizona, very young at the bottom lineup or bottom of their lineup. So I expect some growing pains. And even Oklahoma State, who's playing this week, they lost Maya Stark before the fall. She didn't make it through second stage, but she'll have LAT status next week. And talking to some of these coaches, they all agree that something's going to need to be done. Perhaps something like a PGA Tour U for the women, an LPGA Tour U. I think that would be great. I think it's something that's very needed in this game. And this is a problem that really needs to be addressed. It does indeed, and have no doubt my Dodgers will bounce back. Brentley Romine. So I was bragging about these players. We get to watch them at this point in their lives, and then we see them a few years later dominating on the next level. How about a player to watch this week? That's going to be Oklahoma State senior Eugenio Shikara from Spain. He's fourth right now in the PGA Tour University rankings, has more top fives than anybody since he's been playing college golf. I think he'd be about a top 30 ball striker if he was on the PGA Tour right now. And I actually got a chance to play the college jam with him yesterday. I'm not going to talk about how I played. I putted pretty horribly. But Shikara, as I said, an extraordinary uh, ball striker. Actually struggled a little bit with the driver. Only hit a couple fairways to the first 13 holes. But a funny story is on the 14th hole, he calls his mentor Sergio Garcia. I don't know what was said, but the last three holes, Eugenio hit some of the most perfect drives I've ever seen in my life. So Sergio, great player, perhaps a swing whisperer as well. Wait, so, so you're, you're telling me it was, it was a pull out of the phone, like pulled the phone out of the bag and, and just ringing Serge? That's how it went? Incredible. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to call Sergio. He can normally help me out, and he did. I wish I had that. I'm going to call <laughs> Sergio. Very, very interesting. Well, Brindley, we're going we're gonna to test you again. We like to do this. So it's time now for a little college knowledge, if you will. You remember how this goes, right? Oh, yeah. I didn't do too well last time, so redemption story. All right, we're going to present some facts about a player, and then you get to guess said player. I think we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get you on this one. Yeah, you'll, you'll get this. I have a feeling. The Duke Jr. went 2-0 in match play, 2019 East Lake Cup, two-time USGA champion, and on and on. U.S. Girls Jr. went 3-1-0 at the 2021 Palmer Cup, Indiana Women's State Amateur champion mm. back in 2020. You got the answer already. Yes, Shane, one of your fellow lefties, Erica Shepard. Ah, there we go. I mean, just there's no no wasted words no, there. That's not it. When you're, not, when you're, not when you're in that room. All right. Not when you're go. in that room. All right. If there's not a cab solved, by the way, right off camera or a cigar, what are we even doing here? But I digress. Currently 18th in the world, amateur golf rankings earned fourth career collegiate win in the 2021 Annika Intercollegiate 2018 SEC Freshman of the Year 2-1-0 record in match play at the 2021 NCAAs, as some call it. Yeah, this was huge for Corey Hank as a squad to get this player back for her extra year, but that's Julia Johnson. I expect really big things for her as the season moves on. I also like how you, you, you do the thing where you lead into the answer. Yeah, you know yeah. the answer, so now you're doing the confident the thing where you just move. lead into yeah. it. Again, I, I feel like you should live in this room. It's changed you. You're a changed man in the captain's <laughs> right. We'll do the last one for you, see if you can get this. Went 4-0 and in the 2021 Palmer Cup, finished T45th in the 2021 Sanderson Farms Championship, a tournament some consider a major. Currently ninth in the World Amateur Golf Rankings, medalist in the 2021 European Amateur Team Championship. Well, first off, this room has one of those old school locks, so I actually may be, may be stuck in here. But this is my boy, Eugenio Shikara. 
A uh, little fun fact about him is if you're watching the East Lake, Cup, uh, East Lake Cup coverage this week, look in his golf bag. He has a little stuffed animal. It looks like a devil. It's like a red devil. And I asked him, what is that for? And he said, my grandmother gave it to me. Anytime I get mad on the golf course, I just squeeze it, you know, tear at it, hit it with my club. But that's, uh, I guess, something that uh, Eugenio uses to channel those emotions on the course. Wow. We struggled with our locks of the week, but Brentley Romine goes 3-0. and Listen, enjoy the week. Enjoy the Camus special selection and the Cuban cigar that I know are sitting right next to you. Uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for having me. <laughs> All right. That is Brentley Romine. And I'm giggling as we go to break. Jin Young Ko made history over the weekend, notching the 200th win by a Korean-born player on the LPGA Tour. We get into that coming up next. Fanciest room on the show. Fancy schmancy. Golf Today. Brought to you by PointsBet. This season, don't just bet. Live your bet life. And the new Ping Glide Forged Pro Wedges. Get fit today. And by Geico. You could save even more by bundling home and car insurance. Back on Golf Today, Jin Young Ko rallied on Sunday to win the BMW Ladies Championship in a playoff. The golf shot was quite impressive. We'll show you that in just a bit. The victory marks her second consecutive win and the 200th win by a Korean-born player on the LPGA Tour the, with the win. Jin Young Ko moves to the number one spot in the Rolex Women's Rankings. LPGA appreciating the dominance of Korean players. 200 wins on the LPGA Tour. And how appropriate that Jin Young Ko, the best player in the world, achieved that number. But it's been a couple decades plus for the South Korean women. 1998, Sayri Pak defeating Duke's Jenny Chisiraporn. And a memorable playoff. What a moment. I still remember watching that. I was like, still like a, a, a youngster, I would say, in my late 20s watching that. Diving deep. We go to 2013. Remember this in oh. the park? One of the great seasons ever in women's golf. 2013 U.S. Women's Open. That's Vonick. Screwed her third straight major victory. Now seven total majors for NB. From a former world number one to the current. Jin Young Ko, 2019 Chevron Championship. Formerly the ANA Inspiration. And now she is a multiple major champion. This was her first title. Able to enjoy the leap into Poppy's Pond. So a milestone for this player, a milestone for this nation. What stands out to you most about this dominant run of South Korean golf? Well, the consistency stands out. I mean, you showed the video from 98, Sayuri winning. Uh, yeah. the major championship and what she was able to do. And you talk about the Mount Rushmore of important figures in our sport historically, and, and Sayuri's on there to me, mm. what she has been able to do in terms of paving the way for players, for great players, for an entire country to not only invest themselves in golf, but perform at the level they perform at. I mean, this is truly one of the historical figures in golf. And we got to watch her play golf. You mentioned watching that playoff back in 98, but just being able to see what has followed Sayuri mm. has been as impressive as anything in golf. We talk about the Tiger effect a lot, Dean. Yeah. I don't know if we talk enough about the Sayuri effect. Yeah, and these young players now that are getting it done, they always tip their cap to Sayuri and what she did in 1998. And you talk about the support of the country, the investment that the country makes in this sport compared to the men's game. It's remarkable. In 2019, $34.5 was paid out in prize money on the Korean LPGA Tour. That's twice as much as the equivalent 
on the men's side. There are golf courses all over the country. There are hitting bays, two, three, four stories. When I covered the Olympics there three years ago, the Winter Games, the biathlon I covered, it was snow. Underneath that snow was a golf course. I mean, it is serious business there. There's a lot of pressure, I think, that comes with it. The young players put in an inordinate amount of time, but they come to the LPGA having won on the Korean Tour, and then they get it done on the LPGA Tour as well. And it's not just the players. I think we've both been over there and been able to see what has happened in terms of women's golf in Korea and just how much it's been embraced. It's something that yeah. we could do better here in the mm. United States in terms of not just showcasing women's golf, but celebrating it at all times. It is celebrated 24-7, 365 yeah. over there. It is the sport when you talk about golf, and it is so cool to see 200 wins now. Mm. I mean, a number that probably didn't seem reachable yeah. back in 1998, and that number's just going to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. I mean, this sport is not going away, mm. for goodness sakes. It's only going to get bigger, stronger, and more complete. That's what you're seeing in this complete generation of golfers coming over to the United States and winning major championships and dominating this sport. And now we've got, you know, like we've talked about to start the show, we've got a one versus two mm. in this world from two different places that look and see the game completely different ways. What more could you ask for when you talk about the LPGA Tour? And these are players, in many cases, they, they come to the United States and they don't speak the language and they're a little bit nervous, but now they have a bit of a community here of players, of South Korean players who, who grew up with them on the KLPGA and they're winning tournaments on the LPGA Tour. And for a time, they were asked, you know, why don't you learn the language? You know, why, you know, why do you need an interpreter? And all the pushback and all the things that they had an English language, you know, push on the LPGA Tour. And I think these players on their own right are doing what they can to become a part of the society, to do what they can to learn the language. You know, Jung Yoon Lee Six, famously, when she won that U.S. Women's Open and, and accepting the award at the end of the year and doing her speech in English and how hard that must be. Imagine if Americans had to go to South Korea and learn that language. It wouldn't be easy to do. Would not work out well. You go from NB and what she did with the seven major titles, and now we have Jin Young Ko and what mm. she has done this season, especially this run of eight events, four wins, dominance in the DNA, dominance in her blood, and it doesn't look like it. Yeah. When you watch her play golf, she looks like she's just going about her business, mm. and her business is A++. Back on Golf Today, news today out of the LPGA. Patty Tavitanikin of UCLA has been named the 2021 Louise Suggs Rolex Rookie of the Year recipient. Tavitanikin won the 2021 ANA inspiration now the Chevron and has earned 1,134 points through 17 events, holding a 355-point lead over second place Leona McGuire with two events left in the season. It's over. D-Hack, you, you needed a dub. I feel like you kind of tough. You've been on a bad run the last the week. week. The Bruins lose, the Dodgers lose. Oh, let's see if we can lift you up a little okay. bit. It's time for the 19th hole. Cool, cool. Xander's birthday today. Did you know that? I, I do now. I did not know that. That's why you watch the show. We give you all this information. 28 years old. Appreciate that. On Friday, Rich Lerner said, I wonder if he'll be able to hang out with his grandparents in Japan. And, and there you go. They got to go out to the course and watch their grandson play a little golf. I got a hat of the day. You don't have to guess what it. You got there. You don't have to guess. It says it right there on the hat. I do that for you every now and again, especially on a Monday. I need a layup. Especially oh, on Kingsley. a Monday. Have you seen that? Have you ever been out this place? Kingsley? I have not. I've heard great things. It's in the Midwest, right? Oh, it's it's out in Michigan. It is the Midwest. so yeah. excellent. It is a crazy front nine, yeah. crazy back nine. Whole location on nines at par three. If it's on the right side, there's no looking at the flag, D. Okay. You hit it 30 feet left, take your two putt. That's what you need most to do. Most important question, how would I handle the par threes there? Well, you would probably birdie most of them and maybe throw in a par. Twos and threes, twos and threes. Uh, we got we to gotta bounce back this week. All right.